0: and welcome to the Bizarre and Fascinating Details Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and I've got Darcy with me. Say hi, Darcy. Hello, hello. (laughs) We are recording for you all on this Sunday morning, which is a little rough for me. I'm not a morning person, (laughs) but I'm making it happen. We have some interesting stuff to talk about today on the show. Today, we're kind of focusing on a poisoning theme. Bum, bum, bum. I am going to start it off and just jump right in because poisoning to me is one of those elements that it's my understanding that women are more likely to poison people Mm -hmm. than men. Is that kind of your understanding as well? Yeah, typically. Yeah. So... I found this article and it just popped up in my news feed after I had researched this other case, our main case that we're going to talk about for today. And I was like, whoa, this could not be more applicable right now. But this is, and I don't know if you heard about this one either. North Carolina man accused of killing wife with lethal eye drops.
1: Yes, I did hear about (laughs) that.
0: Barbie Latska Nadal was the author. A North Carolina man has been charged with using Visine eye drops to kill his wife of eight years. Visine. Mm. I didn't know you could kill somebody with visine. I knew that you could put it in drinks and it could really mm-hmm. do some damage. Like make people have diarrhea or throw up or pass out or whatever the case may be. I didn't know you could actually kill somebody with it. But then I guess if you put enough of it in there, it could potentially right. do that, right? Yeah. I mean, you, if you put
1: enough of anything in, like ingest enough of anything, it can kill you. Even something that's not lethal.
0: But Joshua Lee Hunsucker, age 35, was arrested and booked last week, which was in December Okay, make that clear. He was charged okay. with first. He was charged with first-degree murder of Stacy Robinson in September 2018. His bail has been set at 1.5 million. Ooh. The North Carolina Department of Insurance made the shocking connection after the dead woman's mother, Susie Robinson, alerted them to possible insurance fraud by her former son-in-law. Interestingly enough, this is the second time eyedrops drops have been allegedly used as a murder weapon. In 2018, a 52-year-old South Carolina woman was charged with murdering her husband by putting eye drops in his drinking water. Something about the Carolinas. Right? This woman alleged that her former son-in-law was motivated to kill her daughter after their relationship had started to deteriorate. Um, They started to have problems during their marriage. The Shelby Star reported that Hunsucker was awarded a $25,000 life insurance payout after his wife's death. The Hunsuckers raised about $10,500 through a GoFundMe campaign after Stacy suffered an unspecified medical condition following the birth of their first daughter in 2013. Interesting, hmm. right? Unspecified mm-hmm. medical condition. So maybe he was poisoning her back then as well, trying to get rid of her. Yeah. But the couple created another fundraiser after the birth of their second daughter in 2014, during which Robinson went into cardiac arrest and received a pacemaker. Interesting, right? Okay. She worked at a local preschool, and the couple posted pictures of what appeared to be a happy marriage with their young children on social media. The suspect worked as a paramedic. Huh. Mm. And his coworkers testified he was unaffected by his wife's sudden death, which... Everybody exhibits grief differently. And if he's a paramedic and he's used to seeing death on a regular basis, I can understand why he may be somewhat stoic. So I don't necessarily afford that a huge amount of weight. But he also allegedly gave varying accounts of what he was doing before his wife stopped breathing, turned blue, and collapsed onto the sofa in their family home last year. And this guy's a paramedic, so he should know what to do if someone is, like, having serious medical issues, right? Right. Hunsucker originally told investigators that he had his back to her and found her on the sofa dead. So, like, I wasn't looking, and I turned around, and she was dead. And she was dead. He then changed his story, telling friends how he found her after entering the room. So, mm, it's a little bit shifty. Okay. Police say yeah. that he also tried to block authorities from performing an autopsy on his dead wife. So, no autopsy! Don't mm-hmm. do it! Just let's her immediately! So, all the evidence is gone, but... Oh, yeah. She was an organ donor. And a sample of her blood was taken and later subpoenaed in the insurance fraud investigation. But the results were used to prove that she had been poisoned after high levels of the drugs found in Vizine were found in her system. Mm-hmm. I can't even pronounce the drug. It's tetrahydrozolini? Totally. How would they even know to test for that? Um, she was an organ donor. And they had a blood sample taken. So essentially... They subpoenaed that blood sample from the organ donor because they believe her mother, remember, said something was wrong. There's some Mm -hmm. insurance fraud going on. So you need to figure out what happened because this woman did not die of natural causes. And so they took that blood and did probably a broad spectrum of different tests for toxicity within that blood, which is amazing what they can do. With a, a sample of blood, a smaller sample of blood now, but and they ended up finding that particular drug in her system.
1: Yeah, it's just usually when you do like a tox screen, you are looking, for, you're testing for something specific. You're not just like seeing what comes back. Right. So it's just like all the things that you would have to go through before you would get to like the components of Vyzeen. It's just that's right. That's what's I'm sure wild. that
0: they started in sort of a narrow way and then just broadened it and yeah. broadened it until they be. found something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The North Carolina Department of Insurance attorney, Jordan Green, said that her blood contained 30 to 40 times higher levels than the normal therapeutic value of the drug.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And that would have had a dramatic effect on her heart, which would have caused mm-hmm. heart stoppage in a short amount of time. So she had had a pacemaker and heart issues earlier. So it makes me wonder if he had been doing this to her for years. Right. Right. Yeah. Green told a judge during Hunsucker's first court appearance that they had probable cause that he poisoned Mrs. Hunsucker with Visine, which caused her death. Lawyers for Hunsucker strenuously opposed those allegations. No, really? <laughs> and pleaded yeah. that his bills should be lowered to 50000 so he could be with his two young children. The judge was like, I don't think so, <laughs> and refused that request. Right. Hunsucker's next court appearance is scheduled for January 9th which was just recently and i didn't see any updates on this in the um, when i did an internet search so okay maybe it was delayed or maybe they pushed it out or something like that but he if he's able to pay for the 1.5 million dollars he'll be fitted with an electronic Gosh. monitoring system and allowed to go free but clearly he didn't come up with the 1.5 million dollars like yeah i don't think so that's a lot of money for a paramedic anyway that's a lot of money for anybody interesting case I, w- I know that this will probably come out in some sort of podcast or uh, news media outlet we'll talk about this case because it's so unique to hear somebody killing someone with visine.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Literally the only time I've ever even like seen it uses a poison is I think that scene
0: in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. Like Yeah. Yeah, just so crazy. And I wonder if he got it from that. Maybe. I don't know. Right? Just so bizarre on so yeah. many levels. Like to think in your mind, I'm a, I need to get rid of my spouse. I'm, I think I'll use as visine.
1: <laughs> just, right. Here's some visine
0: laying around. It just seems yeah. crazy. You would have to use a lot of visine. And did he think to himself, well, maybe they'll just think she used a lot of eye drops. <laughs> like I mean. He, there's no way he thought
1: they would test for it. Yeah. I just. I mean, there's just no way. Maybe that's yeah, why he did it, because he didn't think they would test for it. I think if, if it were, like, a lot of Tylenol or something like that, the, I think they would test for that a lot sooner than they would Visine.
0: Yeah, but how did he even know the Visine would kill somebody? Like, did he do a Google, Google search how much Visine would it take to kill somebody? Or, like, I had no idea you could kill somebody I, with Visine. I've, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but he is a paramedic, so maybe, like, when he went to school for that, they were like, here's the science that you need to look for for certain toxicity with certain items right i don't think they go into that much detail in paramedic school well clearly this guy did a little bit of research and yeah. i think just the fact that she'd had unspecified medical conditions and then heart conditions on two separate occasions prior to this right. that he had clearly been like doing some other stuff to this poor woman yeah. prior to the actual death that she, the, the event that caused her death or even if he hadn't they had a, they had reason to look
1: into it more Because of her prior medical histories.
0: And I'm kind of curious as to the background, too, in this particular relationship, you know, whether she was trying to leave him or whether it was just because of the insurance or whether there was another woman. Like, there's just so many other factors that play into it in these sorts of cases that you kind of want to hear the history. Like, how did they meet? Like, how was their relationship? Yeah. Were were things good between them? Were they considering separation? Like, there's just so many factors that play into causing someone to go to that length and that extreme To get rid of somebody that's their spouse.
1: Yeah, it just
0: happened. So So maybe there's still like a
1: lot that's going to come out in the news. So, yeah, it's that's wild. though. Interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, The main case that I have to talk about today, too, though, is about poisoning. Uh, This case, actually, I heard it on Dateline NBC, which is like one of my faves. Yeah. Um, And it was a San Diego case. So I look forward to talking about it because I'm always fascinated to chit-chat about cases that happen in the area that I live in. But let's just jump right in. San Diego, March 2018. Wait, wait, you were gone by then. When did you leave San Diego? I left in June of 2016. Okay, so quite a while. Yeah. But March 2018, an ambulance arrives at a San Diego emergency room. Okay. Okay. A young woman is in that ambulance, and she's got a pretty severe case, but they don't really know what's causing it. She is losing her vision. She can't feel her feet or hands, and she is in severe distress. She is having hair loss issues, and she's... my gosh. Very, very grim prognosis, and she is near death. This 28-year-old woman is Brigida Yudo. Something was killing her. But there's no bruises, no wounds, no obvious signs of injury or infection. So the doctors have no idea what's going on with this poor woman. The doctors examine her and determine that this is a life or death sort of a Mm -hmm. situation. And I'm sure we've all seen... And they've done, I think, several cases like this on House where the person is like near death and they can't figure out what the hell is going on with them. And they have to like narrow it down. And it's just... So interesting when they start Mm -hmm. to kind of, is it this? Is it this? And they test this and they test this. And that's the sort of situation in this case that was going on. They couldn't even get a medical history on this poor woman because she was so out of it. Right. She could barely talk like and she was in and out of consciousness. Um, When they did finally get her history, the records were pretty extensive. Well, for months, she'd been suffering from nausea, fatigue, excruciating pain, and she'd been in and out of the doctors and the ER. Oh, Um, her sister Olga said that her illness this time had come on very suddenly with no real warning. And she had become violently ill for days. And she had been just traumatically just out of it. Doctors had theories When she went to them, after she started experiencing her symptoms, they thought maybe she had fibroids. They thought maybe cancer. They were all just guessing, though, because they couldn't confirm Mm. any of these as a diagnosis. One doctor even said, oh, it's just menstrual cramps. You'll get over it. (laughs) It's just PMS. You'll be fine. What? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go ahead and guess that's a male doctor. But she was frustrated and scared, and she was, like, unsure about her situation. She was weak. They said maybe she had just stress stress and fatigue. She did have a toddler and her husband was a Navy uh, guy. He was in the Navy and she was just starting a new career in special ed, Mm -hmm. which again, could be providing a little bit of stress because we all know that number one, teachers work extremely hard. And then special ed, like you have to be pretty gifted to be able to do that on a day-to-day basis. You have to be very patient and it is very, very hard work. Sure. In addition to that, her husband was also trying to find a new career. Yeah. He was trying to get out of the Navy. And they thought maybe she was just overwhelmed and that the stress was just kind of creating these sort of psychosomatic symptoms within Mm -hmm. her. And that she was like, you know, kind of making it up or like making herself sick. That sort of thing. Just maybe to get attention. They were just throwing all kinds of theories out there and hoping that one of them would be the correct Mm -hmm. one behind why she was ill. They prescribed her antidepressants. And all kinds of other little things, painkillers, stomach pills, all kinds of other stuff. But she continued getting sicker and sicker. And it just looked like day by day, she was getting worse and worse. She had lost a ton of weight and her family just felt so helpless at a certain point after she had been going to the doctor before this main incident that she had gone into the doc- the emergency room for, they, she had just decided to give up. I'm not going to go back to the doctor. I know I'm not going to ever walk normally anymore. I, I'm losing chunks of my hair, but it is what it is, and I'm just going to have to deal with it, was essentially what she started to feel like. But then she was losing fistfuls of her hair by March 5th, 2018. Oh my gosh. And she called her mom and was like... I need to go to the doctor like this is not normal, which thank God she decided that because like, come on, Mm. if you're losing fists full of hair, that is very crazy. And then she can't breathe on top of it. Mm -hmm. She's having breathing issues. Yeah. Now, Brigitte lived in a house in rural San Diego. Yeah. And she just happened to have been right next door to her parents. Lucky for her. Like, and I think okay. the reason for that was partially because her husband okay. was in the Navy and he was traveling and doing things with the, mili- with the military. So she wanted to make okay. sure, you know, when she had this baby, that things yeah. would be okay. But she was having extreme vision problems, pain in her legs
1: that
0: mm-hmm. was so severe that she could barely walk, and her parents needed to help her into the car. But she went, to the, she went to the Naval Hospital in San Diego. But the Navy doctors could not find anything. Oh my gosh. And they took her back to her family doctor, who took her to the Kaiser Hospital emergency room. And they immediately took her to the medical toxicology doctor in the emergency room because they suspected there was something else going on here, which, mm-hmm. thank goodness they did. They thought that perhaps it was lupus or some sort of autoimmune disease that was causing this. Mm-hmm. Um, But it seemed to the doctors that her condition was chronic, slow, and sort of withering. Okay. You know, like a cancer, where she was getting weaker and weaker. And they started to suspect that maybe her husband and son were in danger, too. Mm -hmm. So at that point, she's at Kaiser Permanente, and they see that she has become so weak that she can't even function anymore or think. She's just like a a zombie by that point. She wasn't able to, like, have any coherent thoughts to speak to anyone. To couldn't have visitors or anything.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The symptoms, though, indicated possible exposure to toxic chemicals at that point. When she's went into that catatonic state, that's when they determine, okay, this to us speaks of possible toxic mm-hmm. exposure, and that her family mm-hmm. has potentially been exposed, too. So they immediately take her son and her husband into a separate hospital for testing, and they quarantine everyone.
1: Right, because they don't know where she's being exposed to this.
0: Visitors are banned from Brigitte's room, even her immediate family. Mm-hmm. Her father was a U.S. customs agent, like a border agent. Oh, she has one sister, and... She also lived in rural San Diego. Mm-hmm. In general, their family, um, this this young woman, grew up in rural San Diego as well. So she was from the area and, and knew it pretty well. Her mother was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. They were a very religious family. So Brigida had initially run cross-country. She would excelled in school. She was a little perfectionist. Near the end of her senior year in high school, Brigida meets Race Udo. This is... The guy's name. Her husband's name is Race. Is Race? Okay. Race Yudo. Interesting. Okay. I've never heard of anybody named Race before, so I just thought it was a really unique name. Yeah. But he is also a runner, and he is one year behind her. And he is this ambitious guy who wants to attend the Naval Academy in Annapolis, and he's, mm-hmm. he just has his whole life seemingly planned out. They met at a car show. They had went to this event. They did not go to the same school. They didn't really date much when they were there. She was excited to meet him, but it wasn't like she was like, oh, this guy's the man of my dreams. She was pretty nerdy. They just were concerned about their futures and running. But Race, though, was adventurous on the side. And he pulled Brigitte out of her shell and sort of brought out a different side of her Yeah, that her family hadn't really seen. He just made her more outgoing. And he ended up getting into the Naval Academy but got a hernia that never healed and eventually withdrew without graduating okay. before he joined the Navy, okay. which is interesting to me that he can't be in the Naval Academy if he has a hernia, but he can join the Navy with a hernia or if he waited for the hernia to heal, then join the Navy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's physical fitness tests that you have to go through i'm not sure if they're more stringent at the academy they they are not more stringent for like officers versus enlisted which is you would be an officer if you went to the academy they're not different once you're actually in the navy
0: i'm not sure if they're more stringent at the academy though
1: that may have been why well
0: i thought that was a little bit of an interesting story maybe he was just yeah he needed the time to recover and they weren't going to give him you know months to do that at the academy so he had to withdraw but in any case he withdrew and then later joined the navy okay Um, In 2014, Brigida and Race got married. Not long after that, she got pregnant, and they had a son. Everyone was super excited for this baby. And just before her son turned two is when Brigida started getting Hmm. sick. And she became so sick that she could barely care for him. So she really needed a lot of help from her family and from her husband. Yeah. Now that she is in the hospital, and the doctor, Jeff LaPointe, who's your doctor, he is this... Uh, toxicologist that is kind of an expert in his field. And he is starting to see that, sh- that Brigitte is starting to match up with the potential poisoning of several different things. There's arsenic, there's cadmium, there's cesium, mm-hmm. but one symptom starts to stand out to them. And that is hair loss. And the fact that Brigitte can't walk very far because her feet hurt so bad. Okay. And they see that thallium is, they're narrowing it down to that very quickly. This is a textbook case when it comes to the symptoms of that particular poison. Thallium was discovered in the late 1800s and was used for things like lice control and to remove <laughs> them from hair. And for decades, it was also used in rat poison through the 1970s.
1: The stuff that we use, like up until <laughs> relatively recent times, is just it's shocking. crazy, right? Yeah,
0: it's just, like- yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Um, But thallium in general is highly toxic. And and the hospital that Brigitte was in had never treated anyone for that before. It was so extremely rare for poisoning with this type of chemical. And for that reason, there was no quick way to verify that she had been poisoned with it. They would have to test for it. Hmm. And that meant they would need to take blood and hair samples and send them away for two to three days. But this was problematic because Brigitte may not last that long. Oh, my gosh. Her condition was so bad that they were concerned that she wasn't going to last, you know, a day or two, let alone two or three days for this. Uh, To even get the results back. Exactly. But they suspected that it was thallium poisoning and they got the antidote ready just in case. And they were ready to give it to her to save as much time as possible. And the antidote for this, interestingly enough, is called Prussian blue. Uh, Okay. And it's an ingredient that is used as a pigment in paint, usually, and has been used since the 1700s for that. Actually, Van Gogh used it in Starry Night. Oh. So in 1965, scientists actually discovered that it was the antidote for thallium poisoning. Wow. All
1: right. I think it's also the name of like a white supremacist band in Idaho, but
0: neither here nor there. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it works by it actually works by speeding certain poisons from the body, and at pharmaceutical grade to be able to use it for the antidote for this, you it's almost impossible to, to get, get. enough like enough so of it. The doctors, oh well, yeah. So the doctors had to uh, call around and they finally found a source of Prussian blue in Los Angeles. I just find it's interesting that its name is Prussian blue, the antidote for this. Yeah. It sounds very intriguing. Prussian blue. Exactly. Um, It's also an antidote for radiation poisoning. Oh, okay. And that is why the U.S. government keeps a pretty close eye on it and they keep it under lock and key and they have it stockpiled in case of a nuclear emergency or nuclear attack or dirty, dirty bombs, that kind of thing. Cool. That's not terrifying. (laughs) yeah 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 i feel good about that interesting right but the fbi was actually pulled into this case as soon as prussian blue was ordered Hmm. because they're all up on weapons of mass Mm -hmm. destruction and the agents are now involved because the fbi are like is something going on is there a dirty bomb is there somebody you know with some radiation that's trying to hurt people right especially because it's in san diego where there's like five navy bases right so, thallium has actually been used in the past as an assassination tool against former spies and dissidents,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, which is also why the government is concerned. At that particular time, there was a planned trip by Trump to San Diego. Oh, yeah. So, officials were, like, on high alert. Yeah. And they were like, oh, hell no. We got to get this under control immediately.
1: A lot of red flags. Yeah.
0: And they're like, so how did this woman get thallium into her body? Um, the family is waiting and praying. Three days have passed as they're waiting for this sample. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty much sure that she's going to go at any moment. She's catatonic and, like, completely out of it. Um, the results finally come back, though, and they confirmed their suspicions that it was thallium, and there was a ton mm. of it in this woman's body. M- enough that it would have killed— Wow. They, they thought it would have killed any, anybody else. They could not understand how this wow. woman was alive with that much thallium in her body. Okay. Her husband and son seem to be in the clear, though. There's no thallium in them at all. Um, but hers is off the charts. 1,000 times over acceptable levels within the body. I'm like, and my, co- my comment on this was, how is there an acceptable level? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's probably like, like trace amounts. It's like like the teeniest,
0: tiniest amount. I, I, I mean, do people naturally... People naturally have that in their body. Like
1: I don't think so. Just, I think, but I but I think there's like like a acceptable amount before it becomes detrimental to your health, and it's probably like trace amounts,
0: right? That just was crazy to me. But anyway, yeah, she's a thousand times over that. Like, it, there's no reason why she shouldn't have been dead. They were just like astounded, and they don't know
1: how. Like, they don't know if it was just like ingested, inhaled. They have no idea how she got it in her system. Yeah, no right? idea.
0: It's crazy. They, none, no clue. Okay. Um, The staff drives overnight to get the Prussian blue pills for Brigida. It comes in pill format.
1: Okay.
0: And they started immediately giving her these pills and she had so much that it wasn't enough. Oh my gosh. They also put her on dialysis to filter her blood and slow, slow the process. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for people that don't know, what does dialysis do, Darcy? (laughs) It filters the blood. So, like, you, 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 it pulls blood out of your system and it runs it through like a filter and then it puts the blood back into your system. Okay. So, I just want to kind of give a, a somewhat yeah. explanation for people that may not understand what that is for. Yeah. It's used in kidney
1: treatments a lot because the kidneys are what filter your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are in kidney failure, if you have a kidney disease, you will also often go under dialysis to basically do outside of the body what your kidneys are doing inside the body.
0: Right. Perfect. Thank you for that explanation. That's what I was hoping you'd sure. give because you know that kind of stuff and I don't. Anyway, Special Agent John Gill gets on the case. He's like, "Dum dum dum, I'm going to solve this bad boy." But he comes to the interview, comes to interview the family and friends right away. He was worried that she wasn't going to make it because, you know, she was in really, really bad shape. But they needed to know how Mm -hmm. she was exposed and where was she before she passes on because they've got to get this under control immediately, especially if it's some sort of terrorist type thing. Oh, yeah. They discover that... Brigitte had actually gone to some holistic medical treatments in Mexico, which they were a little bit freaked out about because, like, I mean, it's not regulated Yikes. in the same way that it is holistic just in general or not regulated in the way that normal medicine is. And there could right. potentially be anything in some of those treatments. So they look into that. Right. Um, they look into her school where she works. It's an old army base. There could be traces there of rat poison from World War II. I think she was working at Liberty Station, I want to say. mm Or potentially in East County, maybe there's an old army base out there that she was working in. But in any case, they had shown that there were some rat poison type things in that area that she was teaching in. But nothing from the base of the school showed Mm -hmm. thallium. Yeah. Okay. They chased down every single lead, like any little thing that potentially might pan out. They they chased it down. Mm -hmm. Um, The hazmat team searched her house and there were no signs of anything there. Um, then they started to look, did she poison herself? Was she looking for attention? Was she just so depressed that she's considering self-harm or suicide? But that theory was quickly eliminated when everyone that knows her was like, she was a very happy person. There's no way she would have done that.
1: Yeah, that's such an extreme way to go about committing suicide or harming yourself.
0: Right. And the thing was, she became sick and then she became depressed. It wasn't right. like she was depressed, then she became sick. So right. it just didn't make sense. They, they ruled that out very quickly. Then the doctors and agents were like, okay, this is some intentional poisoning. Somebody had to have done this Mm -hmm. to her. This was not her doing it to herself. We're 100% certain of that. And that somebody had did it on purpose. That became clear to them as well. So then this leads to sort of a medical mystery of sorts. And... They started to look at what she was doing, where she was, what she was eating in this, in this slow decline period, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they started to look at chronic, her chronic illness symptoms to try to determine, hey, what's playing a part in what? Dr. LaPointe, who is the head guy who's working on her case, inspects her and sees signs in of the thallium that are most prevalent in her digestive tract.
1: Oh, okay, so she was ingesting it somehow? They're
0: narrowing it down, right? And this leads them yeah. to believe that she ate the thallium in food.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's when they start to narrow it down to potentially her family, because Mm -hmm. in order for her to obtain the kind of dosage that she had within her system, she would have needed to eaten it on a regular basis for a while. Not just one dose, one meal at a restaurant, that sort of thing, which leads them to believe that this is potentially a family member, somebody that she knows very closely that has done this to her. Mm hmm. Because in most cases where patients have this sort of a thing, and again, they didn't have any at this hospital before, but they looked into other cases of this, and most of the patients do not recover from this. They never grow their hair back, and they just basically – some of them don't even get the feeling back in their legs or extremities. So it's, wow. it's a really, really risky thing. So the investigation deepens. They start looking at the sister, the husband, the parents, and start to figure that somebody – whoever this is, has been feeding her small bits of thallium for several times over. But against all odds, this woman had actually pulled through and hadn't died what, from what should have killed somebody. Yeah.
1: That's wild. So they
0: see that she is very stubborn and she has this will to live. She wants to see her son again. She eventually wakes up in the hospital and most of her hair is gone by that point. She can't walk. Mm. She can't see, but she is starting to recover.
1: Gosh. That's going to be terrifying.
0: Right. But they don't know what to expect. They don't know if she's ever going to walk again. They don't Mm -hmm. know if she'll walk without a walker. They don't know if her vision's going to return. But eventually her vision does return. And authorities are able to get in there and ask her if she knows of anybody that wants to hurt her. But she doesn't know anyone who'd want to poison her. Yeah. I mean, I would hope you wouldn't know anybody that wants to poison you. Right. But then additionally, FBI agents say that statistically speaking, poisoning is usually a personal type thing. And a close family or friend would, would usually be the culprit in cases like this. And then they become fearful as to the people that could potentially come back into her life because she's been sort of quarantined and taken aside. And now that they're starting to let her mm-hmm. friends and family get back in there, they're starting to think, okay, well, maybe we need to keep the quarantine up because potentially one of these people could slip back in and give her more and kill her this time. Right. And then she's Absolutely. got severe anxiety because she's like, holy crap, who, who is this person who's trying, who's trying, to, kill trying me? to do this? Yeah. And are they going to come back yeah. and finish the job? Um, The FBI, meanwhile, is talking to everyone, and they get in with her husband, which seems like a logical choice, right? Because, you know, they always Mm -hmm. have to talk to the spouse or the boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. The husband, though, is super friendly and cooperative, and he seems like unconcerned that someone's trying to kill his wife. He's just super chill. Mm, Okay. But the authorities see that something is not quite right about race, Especially when he doesn't act like he's concerned at all. And he's asking strange questions. Brigida won't even consider him as a suspect. She thinks he's completely innocent and that he had cared for her when she's ill. But then she starts to go, bing, bing, bing. He also brought me food. Yeah. (laughs) And he brought me breakfast in bed and... She's like, but he loves me so much. Like, there's no way he could do anything like this.
1: Like, he's doing all these sweet things. Like, he brought me breakfast and bed. He couldn't be possibly be poisoning me, except that's how no. he's poisoning you.
0: And then the authorities see that he's got kind of a weird hobby. He likes to collect plants and seeds that are used to make poison. What? What? Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this is not normal, okay? <laughs> The guy collects poisonous plants and seeds. Is he Walter White? Right? All right. Hello. <laughs> at that point, Brigitte had been in the hospital for about 16 days, and police get a search warrant for the Udo home. Race is there at that time. He is chilling with some dark sunglasses inside. <laughs> as, as you do. He's super fidgety. But they're like, wait, but he seems honest, though. So I don't understand how you can high? I just don't understand how you could be wearing dark sunglasses and be fidgety, but seem honest. Yeah. Anyway, um, when asked if there was anything suspicious in his search history of his computer, Ray says, "No way.") <laughs> but then, super Shady <laughs> Race., That's no way, <laughs> right? Um, but then Super Shady Race tells them he recently erased his search history of all his electronic device devices. <laughs> Uh, Again, as you did. (laughs) This is totally normal. Yeah. I just erased my search history. NBD.
1: Normal people Um, doing normal things. (laughs) Don't look into it.
0: They take his electronics. They search the house further. In his car, they find a mixture of acetone and some other things. And they find this little kind of secret compartment in his car. Again, normal people doing normal things. Yeah. In that little secret space, there are packets of exotic seeds. Like poisonous exotic seeds.
1: How do you get? <laughs> how do you get these things?
0: Like this is the, like the craziest thing about poisoning. Where do you get this? Right. Evidently, he ordered them online, and that's why he erased his search history. Cool. I feel great about that. <laughs> so, in the meantime, though, no one can see Brigitte in the hospital still. So he can't get in there to see her, which is good. Up, 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 up. And the mom says, because the mom lives next door and she's been kind of checking things out, she says she saw Race toss out a black trash bag earlier that day. The family then went and grabbed that bag because they're like, "Hey, this is kind of suspicious, yeah. which, hey, <laughs> wouldn't you like to have parents that did that for you? <laughs> Police get into that bag and find receipts for poisonous plant seeds, filtering devices, solutions to purify and refine poisons... And Race had tried to grind up castor beans to make ricin. Ricin? Ricin? Is that what it's called? Oh, oh my God. He is Walter White. Yeah, Yeah, ricin. And he has a a whole ton of, of poisonous seeds in his possession. He also has books.
1: Cool, 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 cool. And
0: he has books called Criminal Poisoning and The Poisoner's Handbook. Yeah. Like, what the actual... Do not have those in your house. Just don't. As somebody who has a
1: lot of, like, crime books, both on my Kindle and on my bookshelf, don't have one that's like, here's how to commit crimes. Yeah. Just, just don't have yeah, that.
0: Not, not good. Um, but yeah. on the other hand, though, they didn't find any thallium, not even a trace or a speck of it. So without that, they really don't have enough to charge race or arrest him. So, he's creepy, he's got a lot of poison stuff, but there's no evidence that he had thallium or that he purchased it or even so much as thought about it.
1: Yeah. Like, I totally get why they say, like, they didn't have enough for an arrest warrant, but at the same time, you know they're thinking, okay, she's been poisoned with this, like, extremely exotic poison that you don't see often, and this guy is buying books and seeds to make extremely exotic poisonings, it's just not the exact same one. He's creepy.
0: He's just creepy. Like. I who does that? <laughs> yeah. Who does that? And if you have a husband or a spouse that does that, you need to get the hell out of there right now. (laughs) Or if you have a wife that does that. I'm very
1: concerned that there's a market for... Get out
0: of there. (laughs) I'm very
1: concerned that there's a market for a book called The Poisoner's Handbook. I'm very concerned that people buy that
0: book. Um, By this time, hospital and law enforcement are protecting Brigida from her husband. Good. But she can't can't understand yet the reasoning behind it because she doesn't really know what they're looking and digging into. And they haven't really told her about anything yet.
1: Well, and she probably doesn't have she's, all her like cognitive faculties yet either,
0: back. Right, you know? and they're kind of guarding her from that because they don't want to freak her out when she's right. still recovering. But in the meantime, though, they keep digging. They're, they're like looking and looking and looking. They're like, we we're going to find something. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. Um, and guess what they learned? Race, Yudo, had a secret life. No. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I sh- that shocks me to my very core. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> Um, So, evidently, he has a girlfriend who thinks he is a widower, and they interview her, and she is, like, completely unaware of anything (laughs) for real in this guy's life. And he even took this woman on multiple dates with his son, (gasps) so that this little boy eventually called this chick mom. Oh, my gosh. He's Like, he's already telling everyone that he's a widower. Mm. He had painted this picture telling everyone that he's a former Navy (laughs) SEAL. And that he is trying to get a job with the FBI in the poisoning department. And that's why he has all that stuff. (laughs) You
1: know, that poisoning department that they have.
0: Yeah. So he's weaving (laughs) this pretty, like, super, like, nifty tale about how he's, like, this studly Navy SEAL guy who's going to be, like, FBI agent or already isn't. I'm sure he was probably telling them he already worked there. Uh, Just to interject real quick, as somebody who used to
1: work with Navy SEALs, the fastest way to find out if somebody is not a Navy SEAL is if they tell you they are a Navy SEAL.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Anyone who's a Navy SEAL or a former Navy SEAL is never going to tell you they're a Navy SEAL. Well, they just don't, they don't come up, they'll tell you
1: if you ask what they do or what they used to do, but they don't, like, just, like, it's not information. Yeah, but they're
0: going to say naval warfare something or another. No one is going to say I'm a SEAL. No, they do.
1: It's just not information that's, like,
0: they volunteer. Hi, I'm race. I'm a Navy SEAL. Like, that's not... uh, I have... I have met probably a dozen men who are SEALs, and not a single fucking one of them, excuse me, not a single one of them told me I'm a Navy SEAL. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not... (laughs) It's not a secret, but it's also not something that they go around just like telling people. No one's going to brag about it to get a girl to sleep with them. It's just stupid. Anyway. That's actually
1: (laughs) the exact opposite of what happens, but this is a different scenario. They actually actually do that all the time, but
0: Um, (laughs) this is a different scenario. Anyway. Anyway. um, Most of the people that tell people that are Navy SEAL to get girls to sleep with them are not Navy SEALs. But anyway, (laughs) neither here nor there. In any case, this dude was super shady, and he has another girlfriend, in addition to the one that has been taking his son on dates with, and he tells <sighs> this one he doesn't think his wife is dead... Um, and then she's sick and he's trying to help her and he's just getting all kinds of sympathy. And he also tells one that he's going through a divorce, but he has sole custody of his son. And he's just, he's all out there in the dating field, like talking yeah. to girls. He's on dating websites. He's like doing everything he can to like elicit sympathy and, oh, I'm this widower and oh, I'm this and that and the other thing. And the police are like, Hey dude, you're going to take a polygraph, right? Yeah. He agrees. Starts pretty confidently, but then starts to get worried when the police accuse him of lying. Right after the polygraph, he confesses and he spills his guts. Tells the whole story about how he plotted to kill his wife. Does
1: he spill the castor beans? <laughs> exactly.
0: He spills this story about how he tried to kill his wife by feeding her thallium um they arrest him for attempted murder i mean that really took like nothing really yeah. you like crumble under the polygraph like they can't it's not even admissible in court like also not seriously a, not a sign that he's a navy seal seriously for real the family is obviously devastated and horrified by this whole thing cuz he's arrested for attempted murder Um, But the family living next door to her essentially saved her life because they're the ones that pulled that garbage bag out with the evidence in it. They're the ones that took her to the hospital. Like, if they had not been there, she probably just would have faded off and died, like, at home even, which is just horrifying. Yeah. The main incident that they recall is the time that he made her a breakfast sandwich in bed and her son had climbed up wanting some of the sandwich and immediately... Race had slapped her hand away and said, don't give him any of that. So clearly he didn't want his son to eat the stuff that he was giving his wife with a thallium in it. But Mm. he admitted that he doled out, according to his wife's weight, small doses of thallium late in the summer of 2017 and upped it to a massive dose by 2018. Enough that should have been lethal. It should have been lethal. See, this is why you have kids. You let them test your food
1: to make sure your, your partner is not poisoning you. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh my god that's
1: I'm horrifying. kidding I'm kidding
0: I'm kidding <laughs> But evidently <clears throat> it didn't work and luckily for her Brigitte was very strong and she had this will to live her hair started going back she had to emotionally fight back from this deception because it's you know, very hard to trust somebody when somebody tries to kill you. Absolutely. But she eventually was able to walk again, started to get the feeling back. But race ultimately pled guilty to three counts of attempted murder and is serving 21 years to life in San Diego. Wow. Brigitte told him before the marriage that been, there would be no divorce because they were Catholic. But she has since filed for divorce um, in July of 2019. She is actually running again now. The progress for her has been very slow. um, And it's taken her a lot of therapy to get over just the physical issues and then anger and betrayal, obviously. Mm -hmm. Race left her significantly in debt. um, And she has had a very, very hard time trying to find balance after that. But. She's doing good. She's recovering. She's decided to live her life to the fullest now. And she realizes she was so close to death that, like, she's got to live every moment like it's her last now. And she worries about her son finding out and learning about this. But she's just, like, embracing life now. She's skydiving. She's running. She's living her life to the fullest and and raising her son. And and she's close with her family still. And I believe she's still in the San Diego area. That's incredible. Right? Can you imagine? Uh What an incredible story. I mean, just, wow. Just horrifying. Good for her.
1: That's amazing. Horrifying. Yeah.
0: And he fed it to her in a breakfast sandwich. I wonder if it has a taste to it or if it's just completely tasteless. I have no idea. I mean, if you're having something like
1: bacon or sausage or something that has like a lot of flavor to it, you might not notice it, you know? But like, I wouldn't think you could just put it in
0: eggs. Just Very strange.
1: You know, yeah,
0: no, I, I have no idea how he applied it. Whether it's a powder or whether it's a liquid, yeah. or like how he got it, it didn't really say. I mean, you, he probably ordered something online, though. Probably you don't you think because he all his yeah. other stuff like castor beans and all kinds of other crazy stuff that he had in his poison collection. Yeah,
1: I bet. I bet it'll tell you in that uh, poisoner's handbook. Do want to check in there?
0: But it's interesting. I liked this case just because the name of it and yeah. and Blue. It's the name of the antidote for thallium that poisoning. Is, oh god, that's wild. That's just so so he is in civilian prison or is he
1: in military prison?
0: Because he was still I believe he's in civilian prison. But he was active when he when this happened, right? He was active duty? I'm not exactly sure about that because at okay. the time that they were talking about this case, you know, way back when they said he was looking for another job, so I don't know if he was up for re-enlisting and he got discharged, and, but it's my understanding that he is in civilian prison, that he's not in military okay. prison, but I mean. I think I saw like he was in prison in Vista, which would be civilian. Okay, here's the, this ex-Navy man. Well, he, yeah, because he's out now, he, they would have kicked him out now. An ex-Navy man was sentenced Thursday, and this was March 14, 2019. An ex-Navy man was sentenced Thursday to three consecutive life terms in prison for trying over several months to poison his wife to death. Race Remington, Udo, 28, pled guilty last year to three counts of attempted premeditated murder, so he tried three times to yeah, kill nice. her. By dosing his wife, Brigida, with thallium, an extremely toxic poison at the, at the Dulzura. I don't even know where Dulzura is. Home they shared with their toddler son. Um, This was, yeah, El Cajon Superior Court where he went to um, trial. The judge called the poisoning inhumane and noted that murder by poisoning is punishable Mm, by the death penalty. Investigators with the FBI and Sheriff's Department found a downloaded copy of the poisoner's handbook on his phone. Wow. Ray sat still and upright to face impassive or his face impassive. As he listened to the judge, he also heard his now former wife read an emotional account of the suffering she'd endured in the fall of 2017 to the spring of 2018. When doctors finally diagnosed her mysterious illness, when the doctors told me I had thallium in my system, I was in shock and disbelief. Brigitte McInvale now uses her maiden name. Thallium is highly toxic metal once widely used in rat poisons and insecticides, that the use has now been banned mm. in the U.S. for many years. That it is also nearly undetectable after being ingested, interestingly enough. How do you do this to the mother of your child? She continued. The only way out of a marriage is to kill yourself. Or wait, wow. the only way out of a marriage is to kill your wife slowly. I cared for you. I loved you. And you silently watched me suffer for months. She described the progression of her illness after feeling dizzy and being unable to eat. Wow. To severe hair loss and becoming too weak to stand. At one point last spring, doctors gave her two weeks to live. It felt like the nightmare wouldn't stop, she said. She still suffers from stiff, weak legs, dizziness, and emotional trauma. Yuto was still in the Navy as a third-class electrician's mate assigned to the naval base, Point Loma. So she must have been at Liberty Station when he poisoned his wife. Um, and that's where they were looking to look at, see if the rat poison had thallium.
1: Right, okay.
0: That's where they filmed a lot of Top Gun, just yeah. far. Prosecutors alleged Udo used a small dose of thallium first in August 2017, and when that didn't work, he, wor- he moved on to a larger dose in December of that year. In January 2018, he used five times larger than that before Gosh. this whole incident happened. He was arrested in March and pled guilty in December. The prosecutor told the judge in Udo's investigation that he had been initially concerned, saying, if I could trade places with her, I would. What? Anyway... Yeah. The Poisoner's Handbook describes thallium in one of, as one of the worst poisons, killing slowly, giving the poisoner control over how quickly the victim dies.
1: That's terrifying. But
0: also that it's that it's untraceable. Wow. He also accepts responsibilities for his actions, though, and pled guilty to save Macandel and her family from further trauma. What a guy. Cohen, his attorney said he suffered back injuries at the Naval Academy in Annapolis and has an electric excuse me and has an electronic implant to aid pain control. Hmm. Mr. Udo believes the pain clouded his judgment. No. no. Anyway. Uh, Meckinville said her son now three is in therapy to get over the fear of losing his mother. Because, God, I mean, how traumatic would that be for a little kid?
1: Seriously. She said that he was
0: affected by separation from his mother for months while she was quarantined in the hospital. Her and Udo had been married for three years and in a relationship for ten years. So they'd been together for quite a long time. Wow. So it looks like he was prosecuted in, like, normal court, not in military court.
1: Anyway, yeah. what, what yeah, did you see? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So I looked up... I looked up Dilzera, and it is, like, way East County. It is, like, south... of El Cajon? Oh, yeah, like, way southeast. Like, maybe 30, 20, 30 miles from the border. And it is, like, southeast of Hamol. Wow. On, the, on 94. Far. Yeah. So w- where's the place where you get the pies? What's the name of that place? Julian. Julian, let me look at how far that is from Julian. Because like I have an understanding that's over
0: by Ramona on the other side. It's oh, a little farther north.
1: Yeah, it's like an it's forty eight miles from Julian. Oh yeah, that's way north. Um, so this is like east of Otai. Yeah, so that's closer to the Mex- very close to the Mexican border. Yeah, it's way south, way southeast on on so. the ninety four. Wow. wow, that's a that's a long drive for him because he was right? He was based out of Point Loma. Yeah, that's a long drive.
0: Isn't that crazy? That's, so clearly yeah. he, she was living in that house near her parents and he was in the, on the base or traveling with the Navy or whatever. Yeah. So that's a lot of separation, a lot of time for him to be out running around doing crazy stuff and telling everyone he's a seal and whatnot. Yeah. Wow. Crazy case, crazy, crazy, crazy case. And I immediately, when I read it because of the connection to the seal, the Navy, like all of yeah. that I was like, Oh, Darcy's Darcy's going to want to hear about. It. And yeah. had you heard about this case before I brought it up? I had it. No, I had it. So although it's not a murder case, it's like a crazy crime that's like, wow, this is intense. He got three life sentences for that. Wow, Cray cray. Anyway, um, we're going to wrap the episode up unless you have anything else you want to add. I don't. That was bonkers. Yeah. Per usual. Another crazy one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is the point in the podcast where we ask you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. Pretty please. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions or stories about poisoning or information that you want to share with us that you feel like we may not covered in, have covered in sufficient detail on the show, please send us an email. We're at thebfdpodcast at gmail.com. Social media at RC. We are at The BFD Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, so you can also find us there. Sweet. Ask us questions there if you want to as well. And please join us again next week when we talk more about weird, wacky, and wild stuff. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always have your kids test your food for poison before you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nice, that was good. Live your best <laughs> that life. <was> good. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>